BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Or assignment, a lot of us are waking up to some pretty mild temperatures this morning. Bit rainy outside, a little bit wet on the grounds this morning. Yeah. Meteorologist Jamie Travers here with a first look at our holiday weekend forecast. Yes, well, a little bit of drizzle out there, so that will be the main thing this morning, tomorrow morning, some spots of drizzle. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, mostly dry through the day today, also uh, through the daytime hours tomorrow, outside of the patchy drizzle throughout the morning hours. We'll have a lot of cloud cover, and the going trend will be the continued mild weather 15 to 20 degrees above normal for this time of year. What a difference from this time last year. So out the door this morning, 54 degrees if you are heading out early this morning. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully you're able to relax a little bit today. Southwest wind at 7 miles per hour. What we're looking at outside of the drizzle will be this wrapping up this uh, morning, and then we'll see a drying trend. We'll talk more about that temperature breakdown coming up in just a few minutes. All right, Jamie, thank you so much. Crews are still working to clear a crash involving a semi at I-70 near Jennings Station Road. This is a live look out there right now from a MoDOT camera. We're finding out a tractor trailer rolled over across the interstate, blocking all lanes around 8 last night. Then two other vehicles, a Honda Odyssey and a Volvo, were also totaled. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol this morning, a man driving the Honda tried to avoid hitting the semi. And the person driving that Volvo ended up swerving, trying to avoid hitting the minivan. The Volvo hit the back of the Honda minivan and overturned onto the guardrail. The Volvo driver has what troopers are describing as serious injuries. It appears crews still out there right now working to clear this crash. But according to the Highway Patrol, the three people in the Honda Odyssey have moderate injuries this morning. A St. Louis City court clerk is now charged in a deadly hit and run. 30-year-old Sierra Sherman is charged with leaving the scene of an accident resulting in death and tampering with evidence. She's accused of striking and killing a pedestrian near the quick trip at Gravoy, Nebraska last Friday night. According to a probable cause statement, surveillance cameras show her striking the victim, then swerving around them and driving off. Investigators later found her damaged car at a body shop with the license plates removed. Illinois State Police are still searching for the suspects who fled following a police chase that ended in East St. Louis. A car crashed on I-255 North just before Illinois 111 shortly before 3 yesterday morning. And right after that crash, the people in the car managed to run away. A man is charged in a 19-year-old's murder. Prosecutors say 35-year-old Cornell Irving killed Trinati Bateman. Police say following an argument on November 10th, Irving shot and killed the teen on State Street in East St. Louis. Bateman is survived by her four-year-old daughter. If convicted, Irving could face 40 years to life in prison. A St. Louis family is frantically searching for a mother of four just two days before Christmas. City and county police are searching for Markeisha Williams and Trent Ivey. Fox 2's Mallory Thomas walks us through the timeline of the last hours the family spoke with a couple. 
I love them. Each passing hour without Markeisha Williams is gut-wrenching for her family as they pray for her return. She's a beautiful person. Um, she loves our kids. She loves our family. She loves our sister, my brother. She loves her mom. Um, she's crazy about her kids. Norvette Chavis last saw her daughter Wednesday morning when she dropped off one of her kids. Norvette later finds out the father of Markeisha's four kids, Trent Ivy, is with Markeisha sitting in her 2020 Jeep Compass. You see in the video Markeisha at the home near Old Halls Ferry and Parker Road at 6.04 in the morning. She then walks out of the house to get in the car and drop off one of the kids at a daycare near Grant and Cook. After that, Markeisha heads to the kids' school to drop off her two others near Shreve and I-70. The couple's son, 11-year-old Noah Ivy, says that was around 6.30. I heard them talking to each other. I didn't know what, I think they were arguing, but I don't know what they were arguing about. Markeisha was supposed to be at work in O'Fallon, Missouri by 7 o'clock, but never made it. Her family says since Wednesday, her phone goes straight to voicemail. She normally calls and checks on them all day, and she didn't. And when I picked the kids up from school, I asked my grandson, mm, have you talked to your mom today? I called her, I texted her, she didn't call me back. And the first thing he said was, do you think she hurt? Noah says he keeps calling his mom and dad's phones, but neither of them are answering. Markeisha's family says she would never leave her children. The news, too much for him to share with his younger siblings. Didn't protect them from the secret. Don't tell them right now because I don't think they're in a condition to know. St. Louis City and County Police are working together in the search for Trent Ivy and Markeisha Williams. If you have any information, you're asked to call 911. In St. Louis, Mallory Thomas, Fox 2 News. 606 is our time concerns about the state's future as Missouri now expects a decline in general revenue next year. Our Missouri Chief Capital Bureau reporter Emily Manley explains how some lawmakers are reacting. It's a constitutional requirement. The General Assembly must pass a budget by May. In the House, budget discussions have already started, something that normally doesn't happen until January. Over in the Senate, the appropriations chair is expecting a constricted budget compared to years past. We don't have uh, the billions upon billions of dollars that the federal government had been you know, shoveling out to states in the last several years. Earlier this year, the governor signed off on the largest budget in state history, including nearly $3 billion to expand I-70 to three lanes across the state. This year, it looks like revenue is actually maybe going to shrink, if not barely grow. We're going to be in trouble, especially as these tax cuts are taking effect, trying to figure out how to pay the bills. Over the past few years, lawmakers have approved income taxes and counties can now freeze property taxes for seniors. These cuts causing concern for some. And I'd imagine this year is the last year where we will be doing uh, uh, more projects uh, expanding. I think the year after, you, you probably are in a position where there's going to be a lot of cuts. House Speaker Dean Plocker says he plans to discuss the future of personal property taxes in the upcoming session. I argue that if you can put the taxes back in the taxpayers' pockets, they're going to spend the money. They're going to they're going to be able to afford those necessary items. Across the building in the Senate, Appropriations Chair Lincoln Huff says the state needs to be careful. The people of this state also expect 
some amount of services and they expect their roads to be taken care of, if you cut everything down to nothing, you will end up with nothing. While budget talks normally don't get underway until lawmakers begin session after the new year, the House is getting a jump start on the process. So with a $50 billion budget, I thought there would be nothing wrong with bringing the budget committees in earlier, the subcommittees, to really study Missouri's budget. But without all the information, some say it's hard to put a spending plan together. So if we don't do a full and thorough budget process with those recommendations, then we're actually shortchanging the process even more on the House side. In recent years, it's been a sprint to the finish to get the budget done on time. Governor Mike Parson will outline his budget proposals at his annual State of the State address at the end of January. Reporting from Missouri Capitol Bureau, I'm Emily Manley. The best Christmas ever for some kids and teens as they got to experience the joy of adoption. Families gathering at the Madison County Courthouse on Friday. The Edwardsville High School Drama Club thespians dressed up in Star Wars, Marvel, Disney and DC Comics costumes to help celebrate the occasion. We caught up with Carter Cunningham, who was adopted 13 years ago. It's really gratifying and it makes me feel so special and so it makes me feel special seeing someone else have their moment and become a part of a bigger family. It's an amazing day and my daughter just came up to me and said that she was so happy in court that she almost cried and I said I did too. This is officially the best Christmas gift we could ever get. A lot of parents tell us this was a long time coming and you may see there on your screen they're wearing shirts with a phrase on it reading family requires love not DNA. Love that. The holiday weekend is here. It doesn't look like we're going to have a white Christmas but Jamie could we have a wet Christmas? <laughs> yeah definitely mild though so the well above normal temperatures means all the precipitation falls as liquid. Okay. Which I know a lot of people are bummed about. Yeah Santa might have to go. <laughs> I know, yeah, it is. It's going to be a soggy one uh, for Santa, although he has to put up with all sorts of uh, weather on his trip Christmas Eve all across the world. So a little bit of rain I think he can handle. Now those holiday light displays today, you're good. Green light there, 50s. It will be pretty mild. We will have clouds though, but tomorrow night, Christmas night on all some of the holiday displays, not all of them, but they do shut down, I know, at least for Christmas Day. But we are going to have rain becoming more steady and widespread Christmas Eve night. And we'll see some rain taper off Christmas uh, throughout the afternoon. It will become less widespread, but still could be damp out there Christmas Day or Christmas night, I should say. And then Tuesday, it will be colder. And then Wednesday, we could have a few sprinkles. So really, tonight is a good night to get in any of those displays displays as we get very close here to Christmas Eve. 43 is that normal high. We are going to blow right past that by about 20 degrees. Our forecast for today, 63. The record 74 set in 1933. So not record breaking, but well above that average temperature for today. Power Doppler, we've had a few spot sprinkles overnight, mainly just some patchy drizzle out there still this morning. We have a lot of low cloud cover, some fog to our north. Visibility numbers here in our area so far are behaving, but that's something that we're watching out for. So morning drizzle will come to an end and we're going to keep the cloud cover though around for today. PwC pinnate building at Ballpark Village showing that arch 
reflect in there off of the lights. Now 54 degrees currently out there. It is a mild or even warm start to your day today. Southwest wind at five miles per hour. The southerly wind bringing in the mild temperatures and also plenty of moisture to work with for that next system approaching from the west. It's out over the Rockies right now. So still a ways to go before it makes it to our area. 50 at St. Charles, Alton 51 at Scott Air Force Base. Today we're going to keep it dry, but mostly cloudy. Maybe a few breaks in that cloud cover later on, but for the most part, clouds control highs today in the low 60s. Overnight tonight, lows dip back down into the 50s, around 50 or so. So another mild start to your Christmas Eve morning. And then a lot of clouds around for tomorrow. We might have a little bit of sun early on, but then clouds will move back in and rain. This is the tricky part. Now rain looks to stay dry through the daytime hours, but after sunset, we'll see rain move in from the west and southwest and it will persist or move in probably to the metro through the evening hours, becoming more widespread, becoming steadier as we head into the overnight hours. So here we are at midnight. Many of our eastern counties are still dry east of the river, west of the river, though we're already seeing that steady rainfall. Then that continues eastward and all of us should see a soaking rain about anywhere from a half inch to one and a half inches through uh, Christmas Eve night through Christmas Day. So 63 for today, mostly cloudy skies, south wind 5 to 10 tonight, 52 degrees, mostly cloudy, southeasterly winds 5 to 10. Your extended forecast, morning drizzle possible again tomorrow, potentially. Night rain, though, becoming steady. That will last through the day on Christmas. We'll have a few waves of rain, generally becoming less widespread, though, over the course of the afternoon, coming to an end. Christmas night by Tuesday, maybe a few morning sprinkles. Otherwise, though, mostly dry day on Tuesday, much cooler behind the system, but still right around normal for this time of year. Wednesday, a few more sprinkles. It looks like we could have a blast of colder air, though, impacting our area for next weekend as we wrap up 2023.